Hello, it's Rafaela here from ThreadUp. I continue to support the creative community through this crisis with all sessions now on video and phone calls. For details, please check threadup.co.uk. You can also find details of free check-ins I offer on my Twitter at threadup underscore and on Instagram and Facebook at threadup. Please share this. Somebody out there might need it. Stay safe and let's get through it together. Psychomedy Daily Dose, the spin-off series of short episodes of Psychomedy during this time of near total shutdown of a live comedy circuit due to coronavirus. I'm Nathan Cassidy, stand-up comedian and Bachelor of Science in Psychology, and every day now I'm going to be talking with a different comedian about the current situation, along with passing on some hopefully really helpful and positive strategies, coping mechanisms from the counselling professionals we partner with at threadup.co.uk. I'm hoping that by sharing experiences and some positivity with comedians, we can all get through this together in the best possible way. Joining me today on Psychomedy Daily Dose, it's Alfie Joey. Alfie, hello. I'm, I'm delighted to be here. I've been listening to your, your latest episodes and um, it is very interesting, the, the mind of the comedian, how they're ticking at this particular time there. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, many... Many people will know you as the BBC Radio Newcastle breakfast host, but I have very fond memories of you about 20 years ago when I first dipped my toe into the stand-up circuit in London. I have very fond memories of gigging with you in little central London pubs, always full of life and positivity. This is who we need to talk to at this time. It's funny, I've just found, we've done a garage clear out, the sort of thing you do when you've got more time on your hands and you're imprisoned. <laughs> and, uh, and I found the first, the first book where I book acts for an open mic night that sort of I started with, Cork's mm. Wine Bar. And it, I've got, you know, lineups with Stephen Merchant and mm. uh, Bizarre, you know, Angelos Epithemi, who I, I did it with. So it was just just incredible to look back through all those names and who, who we used to have. And then I did the round table, which is just off Leicester Square. That yeah. was a great little club. And you'd have an international audience every every Sunday night, I think it was. And mm. then I started doing residency work all over the place. So yeah, yeah, happy days. Yeah, very, very fond memories of you being, yeah, so, so positive. Was that... Uh, has that kept going over the years or has it uh, kept going during this lockdown period? How have you been? Sadly, yes. Nathan. I'm annoying. <laughs> it's not annoying. <laughs> That's great. That's great. That's what I, did something, I, I guarantee you it's annoying for some people. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I could list them, but I am. It's just who I am. And I've, I've become a very sort of, um, I've become very into that scene. I, I did a TED talk last year or the year before, and I've got into all of that self-help movement of Discover the Books and the podcasts and all that. So I thought that's what I've always been into without even knowing it. And it is, it's part of my nature. I've always been upbeat. I've always seen the, the, the good in stuff rather than the negative and wallowing in the, in the, yeah, I'm always sort of, the glass is half full. Let's get out of this somehow. And that's what I'm doing now. I'm trying to, um, keep going and carry on I, I am lucky because as you say i've got the radio so i've still got that outlet so every morning it, as knackering as it is i've got to get up at three 
and do a longer show than normal because we're all, I usually have a co-host, but she's got asthma. So she's doing the show from home at another time in the day. So I'm, I'm presented on my own. Two hours of it's all speech and then it's a four hour show. So that's quite a long time just to be on your own yattering away and uh, trying to keep the spirits of the northeast of England up. And, um, and it is, it's a bit of a thrill, but then there's a bit of a come down when you get home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As you say, lucky to still be in work. But that is a that is a tough gig, I've always thought. I have mates in that kind of world, like um, Phil Williams at Radio, well, was at Radio 5 and then doing Radio 2. And as soon as you're doing, yeah, talk radio like that, it's it's hard, you know, because you, firstly, you've got to keep across everything, I guess, all the news, everything that's going on. And secondly, you're talking to a lot of people every day. It is. It's a, um, it's a it's a gig, and it's um, a gig to a lot of people. And mm. you, you you know your mistakes are there for everyone to see or hear. Yeah. Um, people always say, "God, you must know loads about everything." Um, I said, "No," because <laughs> the next day, all of that stuff I had in my head quite <laughs> clean. To be honest, yeah. uh, it, it it goes out for the new stuff because you might be doing, "Oh, I've got to know everything about breastfeeding in public today," <laughs> so I'll cram on that. And then it disappears because you learn something about Brexit or something. So, and now it's coronavirus. So I've, I was watching up until recently all of those daily press briefings by the by the you know cabinet ministers and the medical people, and I, I can gorge on all that stuff all the time and put it in my brain and throw it back out. Yeah, nice, nice. And you're hearing directly from a lot of people every day on a one-on-one -on -one basis. So you must get a general mood of people. Well, certainly in the Newcastle area, you must get a general mood of people. Um, what, what is that? Does, is that reflected by the news? You know, I see, you know, a lot of the news is quite, is quite negative. How, how would you sum up, if you can, people feeling at the moment yeah, in your area? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm trying to, again, uh, look at the positives because I know that lots of the news is doing the miserable stuff. Mm. And we've got news bulletins in the show that is focusing on all the doer stuff. And if you put Five Live on or Radio 4, they're homing and all that, the, the you know, body bags and all that sort of stuff. So we know that's happening. So I'm trying to do the opposite and get the positive stories on, trying to get the, you know, a, a kid in a back garden who's run a marathon in his garden or yeah. um, a milkman who's delivering three extra rounds for all of his people. You get these characters coming on um, who just lift the spirits and people come on. And more than ever, I've done it for about 12 years, but they come on and they go, uh, they thank you by name, you know, which is weird because you, you think, I don't know you, but they really feel they know you. And they go, Alfie, thanks for what you're doing. I'm thinking, I'm not doing anything. I'm just um, <laughs> putting people on the radio and chatting to them. And it, it, it doesn't seem like a very hard job, but it's, it's a privilege, really, when you when you look at it and think, "Wow, I get to do this." Yeah, nice, nice, and yeah, I didn't see that TED talk, but it sounds it sounds great. You know, you'd be just the sort of person I'd want to be. Um, yeah, want to get some secrets from you? Is there any secrets you can give away from that TED talk in terms of your positivity? I mean, I try to keep positive, and I. I do think about that from time to time, what, what some of the secrets are. Do you have any you can share with us? Well, well uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I do think it's, there's nurture and nature, isn't there? I think there's a, yeah. there's a mix of all of us. And I think I, I am one of them people. I am very lucky I've got a very robust mental health. And I know lots of people don't have. 
Yeah. Um, but I think there are always things you can do, tips, tools, and tactics to, to help you. And, and I just think, I, for instance, I've been looking at Facebook probably too much and Twitter and stuff like that. Lots of people I know, friends and my wife's friends, they're, they're really struggling and they put, they're living it all out there on Facebook and saying yeah. things like, uh, you know, everyone, everyone who's saying, I can write a book now or I can sing some songs now or I can get something done now. You're not being fair. I, I just want to survive. That's in it for me. That's my achievement. And that, that's fair enough. And that might be your achievement. But I just wonder whether being on Facebook is helping you. I just wonder whether if you step away from that, you might not get dragged into it all and get dragged into the language of all that. Yeah. Because I see a lot of people who I could predict would write that kind of stuff are writing that kind of stuff. <laughs> and the people who are writing the book or, or you know, painting the Sistine Chapel in the bedroom, they are the people who I would have predicted would be doing that anyway. <laughs> um, I just think it's trying to you know, get away from what's dragging you down or, or look at the clues and think, I'm actually angry because I'm on Facebook. I don't know. That's yeah. that's, that's one of, of yeah. That's certainly one of the tips. We 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 partner with a, a counselling service, ThreadUp, and that's certainly one of their top tips is to um, yeah is to get off Facebook if it's it, you know if it's causing you negative mental health, health, which I think Facebook does a lot of the time. Mm. Yeah, because you just end up comparing yourself with other people instead of. Um, I mean, the, one of the self-help lines is to don't compare yourself against other people. Compare yourself against your former self or who you yeah, were yeah. this time last year. And then you can just tweak and improve who you were. The, the substance of my TED Talk basically was, um, it was called Changing Lanes. And hmm. it's, it's basically based on my life because I've changed lanes. I've changed jobs lots of times. Hmm. So I just looked at my life in 10-year blocks and thought, oh, in my, in my 20s, I trained to be a priest and uh, trained to be a monk. And then in my, in my 30s, I was a, a comedian. In my 40s, I've been a radio presenter. Now I'm in my 50s. What do I do now? I seem to change something every 10 years. And how to pivot, how to adjust, how to give yourself a springboard. And I try to give people permission to do that because if I can do it, anyone can. I've got no qualifications for anything that I've ever done. I've just, yeah. <laughs> I've just blundered along from one thing to the other. But I've really tried hard. I've worked hard mm. to get what I, you know, what I've got, or to do what I've. But I've had no burning desires or ambitions. I've just mm. ended up thinking I quite like to do that, but not in a sort of I must be on live at the Apollo sort of way. Um, yeah. Just in a sort of a more gentle way, I suppose. Yeah, I forgot you trained as a priest, and I, yeah, I, yeah. When I was looking, looking into you again for this, I was thinking, oh yeah, you trained as a priest, and a yeah. Did, did, does religion still play any part in your in your life? No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of that question. <laughs> well, I, I, it's bizarre because I I do get asked that a lot, yeah. and uh, it is weird because I did that fifteen years, a big part of my life. Yeah. Um, and then I left and I don't know what happened, but, and I was very, you know, when I was doing it, I did get up early in the morning. I meditated. I went to mass. I did prayers and, mm. um, I did all that sort of stuff. I was always much more into the pastoral side of things, whether it was 
teaching or whether it was, you know, helping people in the soup kitchen, that kind of stuff. I was much more into the, I was more of an action monk than a mm. prayer monk. <laughs> but but I, I do think if I look back and try and figure out whether there is a God or any of that sort of stuff and think there's definitely not, I might start thinking, oof, I wasted 15 years of my life, <laughs> uh, Billy. So I tend not to analyze it. I, t- I mean, I don't go to church or anything. The, the weird thing is I've still got lots of um, pals from my old monastery days. And the other day I was on the radio. I don't know if you saw a load of nuns outside a convent. They were on the news and they were in, in all the papers bashing a guitar, singing hymns outside during that on the Thursday night. Well, I, I know a couple of them nuns <laughs> from the old days. And one of them, I didn't know she was coming on the show, Sister Josephine. And she was going, oh, how are you? And, <laughs> and it was just a weird blast from the past. Yeah, that must seem like another world now. Just, uh, yeah. That's great getting the gang back together. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've always been behind closed doors. This, and I used to visit this nunnery, this convent for years when I was trained to be a priest. Mm. And uh, they'd make a lovely cup of tea, give you a good wealth, and always get some cake. And they're the most friendly bunch. And I was working as a school chaplain. And my mate was doing chaplaincy work in that school. And he ended up getting married to one of the girls from the school. It was a bit <laughs> of a minor scandal at the time. Okay. Um, and they're divorced now. And, um, but yeah, so it was just weird that I, I bumped into these nuns virtually or on the radio because of that. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice, nice. I hope... I'm not religious as well, but I, I always think having a religion must be must be good for mental health. I think particularly as you get older, I think uh, I think it would be nice to have. I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting a little bit more into um, thinking about religion as I get a little bit older. But um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I remember when this is a weird experience when I was in the church. You had to go around somebody's house when somebody had died, mm. and you had to say prayers around the body. In a, mm. in a coffin in the sitting room and it was really weird if you'd, if you'd never seen that person alive or that body with life in us mm. and you just, you just stood there beside a corpse but the, mm. the only thing I used to notice the, the families with faith or the ones who went to church coped with it loads better yeah. than those who didn't it was just this vacuum, this emptiness they didn't know what to do or how to react to grief or to death or they're just there's more anger or confusion there just generally and um and i do think you need something i think it was frank sinatra said um, for all for anything that gets you through the night whether it's um god a bottle of jack daniels <laughs> the bottle of sleeping pills um and i think you do you need something spiritual whether it's i don't know yoga for me now this is this is weird but i've started a new thing my art is sort of taken off and um yeah absolutely I've, got... I've seen i've seen lots of that and that a lot of that has a kind of beautiful i think kind of magical ethereal quality certainly your paintings yeah well well not i wouldn't say the end result i mean i'm still way off what i want to be doing but mm. i think the actual doing it every day i make sure i do it every day and just the doing of it is you can't draw a picture and think about anything that's troubling or worrying you, the one thing that's annoying you just disappears because you have to concentrate. Uh, the same with meditation or yoga or prayer or whatever it is. So yeah. that I think if you've got something in your life that 
takes your mind off things, or whether it's gigging. Uh, yeah. Gigging might be seen as a form of meditation, even though it's not sort of trance-like or, or relaxing. But um, yeah. I think, yeah, it's healthy to have something that just helps you totally detach. Yeah, totally. I use piano for that. I'm playing far oh, too much piano. Um, but it's great. <laughs> it's great for mental health, but I'm not achieving anything apart from getting better at piano. But hey, that's a good, that's a good what, thing what, to do. What, what tunes are you playing more than anything else at the minute? I'm playing Elton John because I, it, five weeks ago when this first started, I noticed it was Elton John's birthday and I was feeling very low. I was thinking all my work's gone out the window. All I do is stand up. So that's gone. Uh, bits of writing and whatever, but basically all my work had gone. And then I noticed it was Elton John's birthday and I thought, well, I can play the piano a little bit. Um, so I thought I'd do a Facebook live at eight o'clock about five Wednesdays ago. So that's what I've been doing every Wednesday at eight o'clock oh, on Facebook live and next week, well, no, tomorrow on Instagram. I'll be just, oh, it's a very silly Elton John. So join in, publicise it to oh, the Newcastle area and, and join in. Um, what, what time's that? Say it again. Eight o'clock, eight o'clock on Facebook and Instagram, yeah. But yeah, it's great. I mean, just things like that for you. I mean, I was feeling very low and then that kind of dragged me out of this and things like this dragged me out of that. But yeah, it's interesting religion. And it's like, um, I think we've all probably had time to, you know, to, to question things over the next, over the last five weeks. And if you're not religious, then certainly kind of spirituality and as you say yoga or pilates or anything that takes your mind away i think we've all had time maybe to look at some bigger concepts if that's only just kind of what's important like love and charity and i've, I've mentioned before on this that uh, the way that people are talking to each other now certainly the nice well the nicer people i think they're being more loving they're being more charitable because they realize these are the important things in the world now well, I think you're right, um, and we've certainly got back to some really old-fashioned values that we would never have bothered with uh, had it not been for this. My wife's been volunteering for the food bank locally, and she's been volunteering for Age UK, doing shopping for old people. Sometimes shopping for three people at a time, yeah. um, which is hard enough shopping for yourself when you've got kids and everything. But she's been doing that, and I'm sure that she's getting rewards out of that. But also, we're, we're cooking with the kids, we're doing art with the kids, yeah, we're, nice. we're doing exercise every day with the kids, and I just think it's brought us together as a family a lot more. It's just and it's good fun. I mean, it, it has its moments, and then there's the homeschooling stuff, which is tricky. But um, generally, yeah, I'm doing I, it. I've really I'm doing enjoyed it. it. Yeah, yeah I, I haven't missed the them dropping them off at swimming and getting them all dried at a leisure centre, trying to get them back on a cold night. And um, I've quite enjoyed just having them to myself yeah. and to get to know them even more. I really enjoyed what Mitch Ben, if people haven't caught the Mitch Ben episode, going back to listen to Mitch's, I think yeah. he's, he's never been more eloquent and he's really on form just as a, as a guest speaker. He's quite captivating, Mitch. And yeah. he, he, when he was talking brilliantly, I thought about, you know, some people have much bigger horrors all the time in the world yeah and this what we're putting up with at the minute we're being asked to do nothing and we're <laughs> finding that tricky but there are other countries who who have you know they're escaping war or famine and they, they're going through much more they're going through that all of the time and i think you've spoken to comedians from south africa and stuff like that where it's just yeah. this is this is light compared to what some people go through all the time 
yeah absolutely yeah it's all about it's all about perspective that's a that's a huge le- huge lesson for mental health if you're if you're down it's just as simple as that nice i mean you're, you're just so busy i mean you're i think I've, i thought i was busy or making myself busy but you sound like the busiest busiest of all of us up at four two how many kids was it two kids was it i've got two yes uh, yeah. a boy and a girl and one's 10 and one's eight and they're both really different how old are yours they are 12 and 9 yeah so they're they're up and down but they're mainly good they're actually watching some shakespeare at the uh, you know the globe and all these theaters yeah, yeah. are putting out stuff they're watching that now it's tremendous they're watching this i just kept caught two minutes of it it's like this is brilliant yeah yeah we watched uh, well not with the kids but uh, one man two governors the other night oh me we too watched, yeah uh, amazing amazing Tre- treasure island was on my wife watched that said it was great um, yeah. So yes, it is. We're watching things we've never watched before. We're doing exercise we never did before. So the will, and I've been saying to them, I wonder what you will remember from this. Because from my childhood, the big, the big events were in the late 70s, there was a heavy snowfall where my village was completely <laughs> cut off. There were 20 foot snow drifts. And my memories of that sketchy. And the, the long hot summer of was it seventy seven? That's it. Yeah. That's that those are the bit the miners strike when I got older. My dad was a coal miner. <laughs> so I remember remember that, but I was about thirteen or fourteen, so I can remember it a bit more clearly. But I just wonder what they'll remember of this. Yeah, it's um you have memories as a kid of things going on forever, don't you? And mm, like the six yes. week holiday, this must <laughs> this must be going on forever in their minds. And that, I guess that's why they get down sometimes and uh, absolutely lose their shit, um, <laughs> which they do occasionally, which my son did yesterday. Um, <laughs> I talked about that on the Glen Wool episode. Listen, listen back to that one. That was a, that was a great one for how to, how to handle a 12 year old boy that uh, is not, uh, not going to bed. Tough. Yeah, it is tough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so yeah, I mean, do, do you ever have any downtime at all? I mean, it seems like you're you're really busy. Do you have any downtime to? Um, I'm, I'm not. I, I'm, I am a bit of an oddbod. I'm sort of go to bed late and get up early time. I've never been a massive sleeper. I'm just waiting for everything to collapse and all my organs to pack in. Um, <laughs> I, I've always been quite hyperactive and try and get as much out of this life as I can. So I've always yeah. been restless almost but never in the sense not not for ambition or not for you know i've never never really done the edinburgh festival year in year i've done it a couple of times i've never tried to get on have i got news for you or any i've never had any desire for any major fame or stardom did britain's got talent but again that was a, a weird uh, thing um <laughs> how far did you and, get in that uh, we've got four yeses from the judges and, and the oh, stand nice. innovation. All that. It's, on, it's on YouTube. It's got, it's, um, I was in an impressions double act for a Oh, a God, yes, I saw it. I saw it, yes. Yeah, it was brilliant, yeah. So it got, it's got millions of hits on YouTube. It's bonkers, yeah. but um, did, I did not want to do it. I'd never seen the programme. And mm. um, but the, the lad I was doing the double act with, we put some sketches on YouTube and they approached us as they, as they do. And yeah. um, and I said to my wife, well, I'm not doing that. And she said, well, I think you should be. I said, why? She said, well, you're out the house rehearsing. Why are you doing it if you're not going <laughs> to? And I said, yeah, but you, what if you get buzzed off? What happens if uh, you make a fool of yourself? And 
this this sounds awful. And so then I, I mentioned it to my boss at the BBC, and he went, oh, I think you should do it. And I went, what? <laughs> you as well? I thought he'd say no. And so I went, well, let's look into it. And um, they they talk you into it very quickly, and um, <laughs> yeah. and it went it went great, you know. So um, nice, it, nice. Did well, got that moment on YouTube. That's all I was bothered about. Being, I just didn't want something horrendous on YouTube forever. And we got yeah. something really good on YouTube forever. So that was a, the perfect result. And then I was out. Nice, nice. Have you, have you ever have you ever questioned why you why you work so hard? Then, if it's not if it's not the ambition to to become a huge star, is it to leave a kind of legacy or put creative things out into the world? Have you ever questioned that? Yeah, I think it would be the latter, definitely. I, I just enjoy um, small-scale um, successes, I suppose, <laughs> and then I get itchy feet and then want to move on and, and try something else. And, and I keep, I mean, I've always kept the comedy. I always think of myself as a comedian. Yeah. I always think I'll always do the gigs. I'll always keep them going for when I get sapped from the radio because that <laughs> always happens. Um, I'm 12 years, I'm still hanging in there, but I think it's always going to happen. Mm. Whereas stand up, you, you hope it'll be there. But who the hell knows when it's going to come back? I I cannot see it coming back this side of autumn. Um, I know, I'll, I know. Every time I listen to that Chris Whitty, the chief medical officer, I'm yeah. obviously great guy, I'm sure, but so negative, so negative. I think yesterday he was saying, oh, this is going to go on for a very long time. It's like that's so... Uh, a, it's negative, but B, it just it doesn't mean anything because what's going to go on for a very long time? And, you know, it's, it means a long time means different things to different people. A long time to a kid is two weeks, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I do wonder, and I don't know what the majority of your guests have said, but I think a lot of comedians now are starting to think, I spoke to Matt Reed, who's a lovely comic, yeah, um, up here, and he was he was talking about doing his gin podcast and maybe a, a coloring book idea he's had and with comedians in it and and lee kyle's doing shows online and all lots of i think the comedians who think like that and are starting now are doing the right thing yeah because if you don't you got you could be left way behind and it you just got to think smart and act and not not Oh, everything's going to be all right because it might not be. I, I'm yeah. in touch with lots of the local theatres up here, and and they're they're already hand to mouth these places. You know, mm -hmm. the the only shows that score well at these mid range theatres are shows like Buddy Holly or bigger touring shows and anything with a big cast. They don't make money even if they sell out. Yeah. So, you know, they they're going to be if they are going to struggle. Comedy clubs, I think, are going to really struggle. And I know people need a laugh and everything after, after the war. Um, people went out and enjoyed themselves and it was <laughs> yeah. the last, last days of music hall, but this is different. And I just wonder whether people will be comfortable going into tight, sweaty rooms sat on top of each other when, I don't know, we don't know what's going to happen with the second wave of this stuff or how much caution there's going to be. Yes, yes. A couple of weeks ago, I was thinking I'll be back at work in June, but I think that's looking very optimistic now. But hey, let's stay optimistic. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> I am. I mean, I think I am being by, by saying, do, do something else. Do, yeah. get, your, get your own YouTube channel started now. Don't yeah. wait. And, yes. 
and do your comedy and do it in another way and get someone to animate it or get someone to um, put it to music or get someone to think differently. Um, but I'll tell you, here's, here's a thing. How many comedians use LinkedIn? Mm. None. Yeah. Me, yeah. me. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, Have you got any contacts on LinkedIn then? I've got probably about 15,000. <laughs> nice, yeah. No, no, seriously, I can't believe comedians don't use it. Yeah. And, and, and I know it's this words for the business people. It's selling out and stuff like that. Well, okay, don't, don't bother. <laughs> but I'll tell you now, I, I found out I did a corporate gig and I was on this table with all these millionaire John Hall who bought Man Newcastle United and, you know, called it the, um, what was it, the Geordie Nation and stuff like that. They were all on this table. Mm. And I, I didn't know what the hell LinkedIn was. And I thought, well, I'll start a bit of small talk. And I just started to be the moderator for social media for mm. the station at uh, BBC Newcastle. So I said, um, so do you guys do Facebook, Twitter? And they all just shake in the heads. And I'm thinking, they're all, you know, high-flying business people. What they? So I said, what do you do? And they all said, we only do LinkedIn. And I went, LinkedIn. So I looked into it. And that's where I get a lot of my artwork, my, yeah. my corporate work. I've had stand-up gigs there. Um, and only, not because I'm any good, but there's no one else there. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're going to have a few more now. I'm going to get on it now. <laughs> I am on it, but yeah, I don't use it very much. And you're, you're right. I've heard this before. It's like, get more on it. Put more content up there and, and stuff, you know? Well, well, just put exactly, people say, uh, and it's so lazy, people say, um, yeah, I think I know what it is. It's a bit like Facebook, isn't it? It's exactly like Facebook. <laughs> just yeah, yeah. put what you put on Facebook on there, <laughs> except what you've had for your tea. Uh, because <laughs> yeah it's exactly yeah it's facebook without the nonsense it's a good it's a good facebook isn't it your piano playing should be on there 100 percent. i will put it up there absolutely i've got a little video i can put it up there that is a good idea you know what i'm going to do that right now you've inspired me yeah honestly uh, and i'm i'm not i don't want to keep this a secret but i've i've had this conversation over and over again with comedians who i largely do the stand in newcastle it's a great yeah. club, and uh, but I'm in exile in the northeast. Mm. And the amount of Canadians who come up and I chat to them about this, and honestly, some of them just look at me like I'm just um, talking about <laughs> witchcraft or something. And I'm going, I'm, I'm not saying this to be weird. I'm saying this because I, I think you could get some work. And yeah. I think that you know, you, you look at any of these business podcasts, or you listen to these these gurus like Gary V or Tim. Um, Ferris and and they'll all tell you, you know, you you go where the work is, or you go where people will boot you, or pe people want you, and nice. why not give it a try? Why not give it a try? No, that is a great piece of advice, and I will take it up now. I'm, so, not, uh, I'm not saying you, you'll be offered a, a job at the London Philharmonic or anything. <laughs> I think you never know. You never know. You do have to be consistent with your with yeah. your um, content. And, and I, but I just think so many people throw stuff away on Facebook where there's a sea of people doing the same stuff. Yeah. Whereas if you just throw your more, slightly more professional content on LinkedIn, it'll look fresh, it'll look different. And um, yeah, just, and also you can add, you can target people in a way you can't on Facebook. Mm. And so, so for instance, I had 
an idea. I draw quite a few coal mining images in the northeast because my dad was a coal miner and all my family were working in that, you know, in the, down the pits and everything. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I wonder if um, they would have any of my work at some of the coal mining museums. So I looked up coal mining museums. You can look at the chief executives of the coal mm. mining museums and add them. And you know what? They add you back. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then I thought, oh, um, I, I'll tag them in to a couple of things, tag them in. And they approached me and said, um, have you drawn our coal mining museum yet? And I said, I'm going to draw it and I'll give you three more pictures as well. Brilliant. And they went, brilliant. So there's, there's an example of how LinkedIn can work without even, I didn't go to anyone cap in hand. I haven't sold out. Yeah. But I've been offered, I've been offered a wall at, a, at the biggest coal mining museum in the country to right. exhibit me work. Oh, amazing. That's great. It's just, a, I, I, and it's only me. I'm not trained. I'm not amazing. Um, <laughs> but I just, I just, I'm doing something that not many people are doing. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. No, I love, I love your art. I mean, yeah, I used to, I used to be really into painting and that. But so, yeah, I've, I've, I've checked yours out because you can buy them, can't you, at the Northeast uh, yeah. Art Collective? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, and I'm, I'm drawing more. Um, I want to do kids' books. That's my next. That's my next big thing, Nathan. Hopefully, I'm going to try and uh, draw some kids' books. And I know, I know, loads of celebrities are doing that now, and it's become the thing to do. So I think that. It's watered down the whole market, but still, that's where one of my passions lies. And I've, I've always enjoyed reading kids' books and looking at the art in them. So I've got quite a few of my sleeve ideas and such, such, so trying to get them finished. Awesome. Awesome. As I said, I such, such fun memories of your positivity and optimism and so good that it's lasted all this time since we first gigged together. <laughs> <laughs> It'll run out one day, yeah. <laughs> so yes, um, apart from on radio, Newcastle and Twitter and LinkedIn—they're the best places to get you in the next. Yeah, few weeks, come to it? LinkedIn. Come join me on LinkedIn. <laughs> Don't leave me out there on my own, especially now. Come over if you need any tips. If you need any, honestly, I'll, this is your I'll new religion, isn't it? This is this is replaced <laughs> <laughs> the the Lord of LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah. We will all be joining you on LinkedIn. Thank you so much, Alfie. Thank you so much for joining me. Stay positive and optimistic. Of course you will. And lots of love to you. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed that conversation. Great to switch base for you again. Thanks very much. The really wonderful Alfie Joey there. Yeah, check out his art at the northeastartcollective.co.uk. If you've got any spare cash, you can buy it there. And yeah, I was listening to BBC Radio Newcastle this morning. He had a great um, poet on Lizzie Hodcroft doing something called Lemons A Call Too. So we're talking about being busy, and I'm very busy, and Alfie's very busy, but uh, this poem made the point again that it's okay to be doing nothing. It's okay to be taking the time to uh, just uh, pause, reflect. And um, yeah, my friend Ariana Charles was doing a performance piece on that very subject the other day online. If you can get that online, Ariana Charles, she's, she's great as well. So yes, that is our show for today. Join us again tomorrow on LinkedIn, probably. We were talking about getting on LinkedIn with Psychomedy. I promise Alfie Joey, we were, we were thinking about it. So get us from tomorrow or the next day on LinkedIn as well. Let's pull that together. But yeah, join us tomorrow on LinkedIn or 
anywhere else. For more Side Comedy Daily Dose, please listen back on all the daily shows, all the main shows. Please give us five-star reviews and comments. Your positivity is needed more now than ever. Side Comedy is produced by Mike Hansen at Pod People Productions. Check out psychcomedy.co.uk or at psychcomedypod. There's mental health tips on our website from our counselling partners, threadup.co.uk. And check in with them for their free check-ins. I'm Nathan Cassidy. Lots of love to you all. Stay healthy, stay optimistic, and tune back in for more Psychomedy Daily Dose tomorrow. Pod people.